crises precipitate change. I guess we'll do it that way. Episode 37, The Roller's Diaries. Got it. Yeah! Oh, baby! Oh, John. Back from the dead. That's how it feels. What is going on? I feel like on? I've been in a fucking tomb, John. No, you've been locked in a, in a sarcophagus of your own making. I know. It's, you know, guess what time I slept until yesterday? I'm well, normally like an 7.30 guy. Yesterday was uh, Saturday, February the 2nd. You mm-hmm. slept in till, you usually wake up at like 7, 7 or 8. Yep. yep. Slept in till 10.30. 2 p.m., John. No, whoa, that's not a sleep. Without in. even meaning to. Yeah, you're exhausted. I just woke up and it was 2 p.m. Yep. Well, your body knows what it needs, you know? Mm-hmm. You it need was intense. Sleep. It was an intense, intense first week of production, but not in a bad way. Just in a, oh man, yeah, just a lot. Just okay, a lot. take us from the beginning because last time we talked, you were gearing up to shoot, and since we've talked, you've had a week, right? Mm-hmm. Four days. It? You've had. Four... We had one day of. We had one day of building out some sets, mm-hmm. and then four of shooting. Except the first. Two of the four, actually the first three of the four involved a significant amount of set building Um, as well as shooting. And since I'm technically one of the two production designers, it was a little hectic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Describe that scene for us. We're in Rollers. Okay. The E-Bell Club. I don't know where to start. I mean, we're making a movie, you know? It's like a movie movie. Yeah. It's a movie movie. It's not like a little movie. It it actually feels like a large movie. Even though the crew is tiny, um, because we're not constantly moving. Well, it's tiny on a relative basis, but it's not tiny. It's like 20 people. No, I mean, we have the amount of gear of a movie that's 10 times the size. Right. And we have the skill level in the crew, not necessarily the number of people, but the level of skill that the crew represents mm-hmm. is somewhat shocking. I, it's it's Tara. I I don't actually know still how she pulled the favors she did, but she did. And I mean, I'm like, yeah, dude. I feel like I'm by far the most ex- un- inexperienced person with any sort of important job. And you're calling the shots. Yeah, and I have no clue what I'm doing. I keep getting in trouble because I keep fucking around on set. And uh, like the other day, I who gets you in trouble though? <laughs> Well, it's kind of the it's Tara's job and the AD's job uh-huh. to sort of preserve safety and order. Right. And um, put the gun down, Zay. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's been no guns, but you know, yesterday we, I was playing. <laughs> so there's this band in the movie called the Wonkies. Uh huh. And they're a kids' band. You've read it. You know uh-huh. about the Wonkies. Yeah. Do they have they're a manager? They have a manager named Ian uh-huh. who I play. We talked yeah. about him on the on the show. We did. I decided Ian's a real creep. You know, uh, this band, the Wonkies, they're not they're not the kind of band you want your kids going to if you see the behind the scenes. But most people don't. So, like, they don't know. But Ian's a real a real dirtbag. Mm. And I decided that I would play him as such. And so um, I'll, I'll, I'll I think I posted a picture on my Instagram, which you can go find or on the Rollers Instagram. I'll post one. But uh, it, I kind of went for I, I was with our costume designer, and our amazing makeup, makeup, per, makeup and hair person, Bruna. And I was like, I kind of want to go old school creep, you know, mm-hmm. and not like, not with a mustache because I have a beard. I was like, I want to look like, uh, like a, 
like a Vegas guy, you mm, know, or like yeah. a like a like a seventies player. And and boy oh boy did they know what I meant. <laughs> I freaked myself out, dude. It's hideous. But you didn't tell you were about oh, to tell man. us how you got in trouble. Oh, so I was playing Ian and the the stage was covered with balloons and I'm doing some very lewd despicable things on stage and we're having this absurd conversation and we're just filming extra stuff to just have and right. I was like there's all these balloons we're up there drinking on stage simulating drinking sure and I'm this goofball and I was like what if I just fall and just bite it super hard because we kept having all the tr- all this trouble like walking around on stage because right. of all the balloons and so in the middle of a take I just bent over to like pick something up and then tripped and just bit it super, super hard and popped like eight balloons on oh, purpose. Yeah. And no one, no one kind of, I think several people didn't realize I was kidding. And then, but which was my goal because I was like, if I tell, and it was funny because if I, I was like, I thought ahead, I was like, Hey, Christian, Christian's our DP. I was like, Christian, I might go down to my knees at some point to like pick something up just, you know, so, you know, like to catch me in frame. And, um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to say, hey, Christian, I'm going to fall super right. dramatically and pop like eight balloons and be a big dork. But I knew that Tara and my ADs, because they're responsible um, filmmakers, as opposed to me, who is a somewhat irresponsible filmmaker, would have told me that I was not allowed to do that for safety reasons. So I just did it. And it was very funny. But I don't know if it got caught on camera. Oh, all for naught. <laughs> Um, I can't no, just stuff like that. Just stuff like that. Where like I can't decide though, Zay. Still, if this is a um, this the you writing reviews for our podcast under a pseudonym, I feel like there's a fifty fifty chance that you accidentally fell and pulled mm. a pulled a what my kids in middle school would do would be like. I meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what I happened? That. Personally, I think no, no, it's not what happened, but. Audiences can believe what they want to believe. The jury, well, we'll let the people decide. I actually, it's weird, man. Like the 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 most challenging mental challenge for me mm. so far has been accepting the fact that this movie is turning out really well. Really, and I know that's weird, but man, it's really getting in my head everyone who's listened to this whole show knows how much tendency towards like self-sabotage and sort of I don't know why I'm still working through all that but like man as soon as I start feeling the movie exceed my expectations there's this sinister deep part of me that starts trying to rob myself of all enjoyment of that Mm -hmm. and I'm fighting like a freaking hungry dog to soak up every second of it instead of just get through it. And it's right. brutal, dude. It's absolutely astonishingly difficult for me to do that because, well, I should say it has been. I think this first week, I don't want to overstate it, but I mean, it it, it it could prove, this first week could prove to be kind of a major turning point for me professionally and even personally because it was such a ginormous throw myself in the deep end and see if I can swim experiment that I'm still having a hard time figuring out how I actually made it through. Yeah. 
that like I, my brain, I think I was so tired because I was learning so many new things this week, every minute of the day Mm -hmm. that I just think I, I, I literally had moments this week, John, where I like blacked out basically, Mm -hmm. like where my brain would just stop and I'd be in the middle of a conversation with someone and I, I literally would have to be like, okay, I need 30 seconds and I would stop and I'd sit down and I would breathe and I would just swim desperately through about 30 feet of water in my head to get back to the surface and then pick up where I left off. But like that, I can't tell you how many times that happened because my brain was just so overwhelmed by new things. Yeah. It was, and and I'm not even complaining. I'm like, you don't sound like you're complaining. No good. Okay. And it sounds like the most, it, 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 it's been the most challenging and probably in the end rewarding growth inspiring experience I think I've I've ever had at least professionally this is so great to hear I mean this is sort of what we hoped like yeah we I use the editorial we like the idea of the podcast and talking to you like this is the best case scenario right like you went in there there's a 50 50 chance in my mind and we discussed it like that you go in and and it's overwhelming and so much more difficult than you had thought it would be and it's like this is a huge frustration and maybe yeah. I maybe I should be producing like only or whatever. You learn mm-hmm. something that way. And instead it goes in the other direction, which is like, this is exactly what I should be doing. Is that what you're yeah. telling us? I think that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. I think I think I'm pretty I think I I don't want to say I am pretty good at this, but I think I might have what it takes to be a pretty good director. And that's crazy. So what was the biggest what's been the biggest challenge, yeah. like sort of unexpected challenge? thus far in the first week of production and shooting oh man such a good question you know john i i i'll i'll I'll, i promise i'm gonna answer that (laughs) the one thought that it wouldn't be this show if you didn't first (laughs) should we talk about tesla real quick yeah what's going on with that border money and stuff with john and zay You Can got we do a, a recipe episode? for us? Yeah, where's the recipes? I'm at? desperately trying to avoid talking about how well this movie is going because I think secretly I'm worried I'm going to jinx it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, all right, I'm going to answer that. I, yeah, I, I really am. But first, um, uh, I don't remember what the first was. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going yes. go, to go into it. I'm going to yes. do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to not sidetrack us. The biggest challenge. It's it's really hard to say what the biggest challenge has been in sort of a super concise, summed up way. Partly because I just am still in it, right? But I think if I had to pick the biggest challenge of week one, and I would love to answer this question again after week two, yeah, because I really, really think it's going to be a completely, totally different answer. Um, I hope it is. I already can feel. I already can feel. Okay, I'm going to describe the biggest challenge, and then I want to sort of illustrate day by day, I think, how that played out. Is yeah. that cool? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. The biggest challenge from sort of a, a, a high-level view is that I have never directed a movie. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the things related to directing a movie... I am figuring out now because I have produced movies and I have hung out with people directing movies, but they are different people and they're making different movies and they're making those movies with different crews. And yeah, like there's, that's, 
If I could offer an analogy, like I have spent a lot of time watching guys around here work on houses. Mm. And I've done some of that work, a little bit of the work mm-hmm. here and there. And I've, but I've, I know how a lot of this work is done by seeing it done a lot and intimately being involved in the process. But it is a totally different thing to finish drywall yourself for the first time. Oh, wow. You know, or even finishing painting. drywall is so, so hard to do to well. make it look right it's really tough and like you might know or you might have you might have seen joints. somebody do this stuff yeah it's tough and actually executing it or even knowing for instance i bet a thing with you is like you might know lingo and stuff like this but even just how guys how even a construction crew operate they have like a rhythm that they're all used to because they're oh, doing this yeah. every single day together yep dude that in every single way describes my week one. Thank you. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, I, dude, it, I cannot wait. I mean, I seriously cannot wait for you and everyone else to watch the behind the scenes doc because Aaron and his brother Ben have been there literally every day for 12 hours just filming. That is happening. I was going to ask you about this. That's great. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And, that's actually happening. And I mean, it's going to be so cool because I just can't even begin to try to explain all of these things over audio, you right. know, like that, that, that's, it, it's going to be a visual experience. Like the movie is a visual experience and the doc will be a visual experience. I'll do my best in the meantime, though. Basically one way to think about that is uh, people don't quite realize like the level of technology involved in modern filmmaking or mm-hmm. in any filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but a, a camera body, for example, you know, there's cords, Run, there's cables running everywhere and lens it. It's all extremely technical. And, 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 and the, again, to your point, the reason movies can be made. So let me back up a little bit, actually. One of the biggest challenges is that I have not directed a movie. Mm. As a result of that, I have not worked directly, including as a producer, mm-hmm. with a single person on my crew. Right. Not one single person. And yet, day one, I met Christian th- two days before we started production. And this is, he's the director of photography. So he's actually, he has the, he's operating the camera, correct? He is the, he is the link between me and my actors and the, every, uh, you know, like he is, contr- he will, the movie will be through his eyes Mm -hmm. you know like he's a major part of this movie as is every other department head and yet i yeah i met him two days before we started production and just to just for a quick like audience loop in like when i was out there um we watched a short being made and there's a director dave farina who we had on the podcast Mm -hmm. but there was a director of photography and it was this uh i forget the guy's name the israeli guy and mm-hmm. I was surprised that not only did he operate the camera, but he would direct, it, almost like co-direct it in a way. And I don't know if that's typical or if that was just him, but he would like tell people what to do or you're out of frame a little bit. Can you move this way, that way? Like he was sort of directing uh, stuff on a more micro level. Right. So, yeah. So just for reference to John, you know, you were there for that day. That was around a t- 12 or 13 hour day. Yeah. You know, that What's what I'm starting to realize about features is that I had to do four of those this week, right? 
That was and a I lot. came home and worked. And I came home and worked all night. That's so like I've much. been working se- 16, 17 hour days for the last week and a half. And I'm not I'm really genuinely not exaggerating. No, like, I, it's been pretty wild. That sure. Because um, I'll I was do a 13 amazed. hour day. I'll do a 13 hour day on set. But I did an hour of work before I arrived and I did three hours of work or two hours of work before I left before I mean before when I got home right so it's been and then I wake up and do the same thing so it's that was a major major wake-up call um like whoa this is really hard work and I think part of what was hard work was uh realizing that the stuff I've directed has been fine but small and therefore there's time to sort of work stuff out. Whereas right. with this, it's like, so an example of, of kind of what you said, you know, I, I love, I love how there, there's this very, very specific chain of command in filmmaking that people don't understand. And the, the reason it's there is because there's no time to F around. Right. You know, like there's no time for everyone to have separate conversations. And so you have to have very specific conversations in a very specific order. And that was one of the learning curves is I would be like, actually, I really want to shoot this scene. And everybody would be like, yo, like that actor isn't here today. Or, you know, or like we just put all the lights over here or that person's in the wrong costume or we shot that last scene with them coming through that door. So this scene doesn't make sense if they come through that door, but that means we have to relight that door. And I'm talking like, that's like one point, maybe 0.1% of the conversations that I'm having in an hour, you know? Right. Yeah, I feel, is this the uh, house building analogy of like you guys are standing uh, in a foundation without any walls up and somebody asks if you can put the roof on today? Exactly. <laughs> Except the problem is that, that sometimes we do have to put the roof on today. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, but I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning how to not do that. I'm learning how <laughs> what? to prep better. I think what everybody but, So wants- let me give you just one example that like really continues to blow my mind. I'll tell what I'm learning is that I used to, I think on day one, I still needed to get the movie into everyone's heads. That right. was the hardest part. Like, And by that movie, you mean? I mean, I know what movie I'm making. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what movie I'm making, to a T. I know what it feels like. I know what it sounds like. I know what it looks like. I know what the zooms are like. I know how the camera moves. I know exactly mm-hmm. what movie I want to make. But getting that movie is not me like actually achieving that movie requires every single person on set to also get the movie that I'm making yeah and that requires many 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 conversations and many much a lot of trial and error it requires fewer conversations and less trial and error with exceptionally talented people which is thankfully what I have and so I would say to sum up the first week and I even had this conversation we, uh, with Christian and with everybody. And, and just a fun fact, too, everyone, all the department heads, for the most part, are well, not all of them, but a, a few a few folks are going to come over in about three hours, mm. and we're going to watch some scenes. Like, not oh. just clips, but some scenes. And, John, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Yeah. I haven't watched a single clip. Really? With sound yet. Oh. I've watched, like, three clips, visuals. But I have my editor, Mari, and Tara looking at stuff to make sure everything's cool. But I'm like, I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to get in my head. I don't want to get distracted. I just got to keep moving forward. I, and so I waited, and I'm going to see some stuff today. And they keep telling me it's good, but I'm 
very, very nervous in a way, you know? I, I mean, the stills look ridiculous, but... I saw the stills. They yeah. do look good. I, I also, though, they watched it. It's like I play poker. I play Texas Hold'em with my two little kids today. Mm-hmm. And if they get a good card, any if they get on ace, like, you, they might as well have a sign on their forehead, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if... Uh, you, you know what they thought, right? No, totally. And honestly, dude... And that's exciting, right? No, it's exciting. And honestly, man, I, I am so grateful. Like, I have such a great crew. Everyone's so chill. Um, I, I mean, again, I, I, why is it so hard for me to say stuff like this, man? Um, dude, the, the energy on set, and I take very little credit for this because I think it really just comes down to, like, everybody being such a great team player. Um, and everybody's just throwing themselves from the actors to the, to the PAs. Like every single person is completely throwing themselves into this movie, but man, the energy on set when we call like cut, you know, Mm. and when people get to look at some playback, dude, the energy's amazing. Yeah. I mean, people are, people are buzzing, you know, and, and, and I don't want to say who necessarily or what shot, but like. One. <laughs> You're talking about the one of yourself as a manager. We know. No, no, no. <laughs> one of the actors. This just was like this one I, I, tall just, actor. Exactly. <laughs> no, it came from such. This came from such a genuine place, and it was so unexpected. But I just, it was a moment of clarity where I just really allowed myself to accept this as a compliment mm-hmm. and not try to brush it off and and be falsely humble, <laughs> like we've talked about. Yeah. But one of the actors said, you know, I'm not trying to be all star fuckery and whatnot, but man, that shot that you just got of me, you know, I'm watching it and it looks like a Scorsese movie. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's, that shook me, dude. It it really, and I'm not saying the movie's going to be as good as a Scorsese movie, but like, I don't feel that way about a lot of things. And I do think we're getting to the point where I have no idea if the movie will have that intangible specialness to it that's impossible to sort of uh, uh, anticipate or or game. But I am getting to the point where I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty decent, pretty good. You know, like I don't really see how it could be bad at this point, which is really, really freeing and, and exciting. I mean, again, it's it's also tempting to start trying to undermine that, but... I, I want to tell you about this one example because I think it's a good example of what I had to learn. Yeah. So I also appreciate that you're wrapping up the question I didn't even ask yet, which is greatest triumph. You're hitting them. That both. was probably the greatest triumph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then there's other stuff. I'll go into some other stuff. But like the, <clears throat> there was one moment in the first couple days when I I realized like, okay, you know, I've now told Christian what to do enough times that I can kind of stop telling him what to do. Right. You know, he gets what I want. He's, he's now doing better things than what I originally was asking him to do because he's better at that component of filmmaking than I am. Mm -hmm. But as long as I like tell him certain things, then we can get there. And I think by week three, by week four, dude, my, my goal, I'm putting this on the record right now. My goal is that by the, by the last day of shooting that I have, successfully communicated the vision enough times that my job as the director is effectively to say like five sentences at the beginning of a scene and then just kind of sit back and say when action and cut should happen. Mm -hmm. 
and and everyone else is just so dialed in that like my job is to just sit there and let them work because I, I, I don't know, man. I, I see how talented all these people are, how talented the actors are, how talented the, the everyone, everybody on the crew is. I'm like, as soon as they get what I'm doing, the best thing I can possibly do is get out of the way. And I'm, I'm so looking forward to that, not because I'm like looking forward to working less, but because every time I've been able to do that, the, the synthesis of what they come up with and what I had in my head is way more interesting than one or the other on their own. And that's exciting. But okay, so biggest challenge, somewhat related to all of this. Biggest challenge is this is an example of how it's supposed to work, mm, okay? Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I just said, which is like I say to Christian, yo, this is what's happening with the actors, right? They're going to be here, 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 and here, which even just that is surprisingly challenging because right. what people often don't realize is we haven't rehearsed these scenes. We're rehearsing the scene for the first time ever about 30 minutes before the cameras start rolling for the first time on that scene. Hmm. You know, like we've, it, 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 we may have read through it, but like we aren't, it's not like a play, you know, like this movie is not like a play where we, it, it, everything is being somewhat figured out as we go. Right. And so as much as I try to shot list ahead of time and whatnot, like we'll get into the scene and the actors are kind of like, you know, actually though, it's so weird that I'm standing over here. I feel like I really would want to push over here and that this action would happen this way. And visually I'm like, Ooh, that's boring. And you know, all these different people. And and then continuity people are like, you know, costumes are like, well, if you, you know, go that way, it's going to not, you know, and then there's a million things, right? Yeah. There's always a million things. So then you have to actually make the real movie, not the one that was in my head. Who the heck is a, you got a continuity person on set? Well, I, you know, I have somebody who takes notes and everyone is kind of in charge of continuity for their own department, but typically the script supervisor who Grant is functioning as our script supervisor, Grant Withington. Okay. Um, it's kind of his job to be like on top of that stuff, but then each of the department people have to be like, ooh, in the last scene, his watch was on his right hand and we need to make, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Or like they came in this door. Or else you're going to end up as clickbait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but anyway, what happens is I'm kind of like, okay, so Christian, the actors are going to be here. The actors are going to be here. I walk them through it. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm trying to talk to the actors and keep in mind this whole conversation. I only have about three minutes mm-hmm. to have with Christian because there's someone else waiting in line to ask me other stuff, but I'll give you an example. Yeah. You guys are shooting on digital, correct? We are shooting on digital. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I'm going to walk you through a typical thing. Okay. Um, we finish something. We take about a four minute break. I answer about 36 questions as quickly as I possibly can take a quick break and then boom, the we're on to the next scene. Malaysia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Micronesia, um, and Kuala then, Lumpur. <laughs> is it? I don't know. And then uh, I don't know. And then and then okay. So we're starting a new scene, and uh, let's say it's in the bar, right? Yeah. In the bar, and it's a four minute scene, and six different things happen during that scene, and we have a couple hours or whatever, and um, there's all these different characters, and they come in at different times, and the camera has to be in different places, and they have to have beers, and they have to um, they have to know. All that kind of stuff, and the camera has to know what's going on. Anyway, so I kind of figure out the blocking. I figure out the the overall like vibe of the scene, and then I have a. a, a and I'm f- still figuring out this process. So at the beginning of the week, I did not have this process in place. Mm. I knew what is normal, but that, I'm not a normal person. I don't like to do things the way everyone else does them. Sometimes, sometimes I do, but other times I'm like, that's not how I like to do it. And I'm a director, and to some extent, it's my job to figure out my own process. Otherwise, I'm just going to end up making the same movie everyone else makes. So what I'm leaning into is, like, we go in, 
I have a private rehearsal. It took about a week to get to the point where I can actually articulate this vision of process. Mm -hmm. And now this week two, so I'm going to walk you through really quick. I'm getting like 19 layers deep, and eventually I promise I'll try to tie it all together. But basically what happens is day one, we show up. I have no idea what I'm doing, period. (laughs) And um, (laughs) yeah. And I make and I and I and I figure it out a little bit, and it's a little rocky, but we get some amazing performances. You guys have like coffees, of, like, bagels. What are you guys doing? You milling around? Uh, sort of, but we're also like just in a tiny room. Like, well, I mean, we're trying to art deck. We're trying to set deck the whole thing. Mm. We're trying to figure like we're trying to make sure the room looks real. We're trying to light it. We're trying to figure out how the actors are going to play their characters and mm-hmm. okay. what the scenes are about and all that kind of stuff. I'm meeting new people. You know, there's two actors, one of which I've never met before, and they have to, like, make out on screen, and I have to explain how I want them to kiss each other, and it's just like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. And then um, all that kind of stuff. But it's really fun, and I'm having a blast. And where I landed at the end of the week was, and and you can kind of almost trace back all the types of problems that may have led to this type of process being instituted, but where I landed at the end of the week is deciding, and I won't even try to go into all the detail because it's just going to take too long and be boring. But like, effectively, what I did this week is I tried on the first three days, I effectively pilot tested three completely different styles of managing a set. And mm-hmm. they weren't completely, completely different, but like, I had to get to know all of my department heads on day one and kind of figure out their strengths and weaknesses. And that was basically the whole day, in addition to trying to act and direct, I mean, direct the scenes. And then day two was kind of being like, that didn't work exactly the way I wanted. I got a lot of the content that I wanted, but like it wasn't as smooth as I would like it to be. And so then day two was being like, what if I change these five variables? And then throughout the day, I was doing that while also trying to direct the movie, which is its own thing. Mm. Then day three was assessing what went wrong on day two, coming up with a new plan, instituting a new but still very flawed plan while also <laughs> directing the movie. And then yesterday was the synthesis of those three days into what I think could be a very close representation of the process that I might follow throughout the rest of the shoot. So I sort of implemented a version of that process yesterday because it was a relatively slower day in terms of what we had to do. And there were still some major hiccups and like some issues that I still had to work out. But overall, I was like, I think this is getting much closer to the way I want to run things. And then tomorrow, Monday, is a bigger day and I kind of have to like figure out how I want to do that. An example of this is when we break into a new scene, I have a, uh, the, 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 the process that I'm developing, right. Yeah. Is that I will go into that scene. Um, I will take the set with just the actors who are in the scene because it gets so unfathomably chaotic and you'll see this in the video, but it's just wild. There's like 60 conversations going on at every one time and you're trying to like hone in with the actors and there's literally a makeup person painting makeup onto their face while Mm -hmm. you're talking to them about how you want them to start crying. And it's like, what? This is insane. And then like, your dad doesn't love you. What do you do? Do you have to do that kind of stuff? (sighs) Oh, remind me to come back to that. I'm experimenting. That's what I'm experimenting with, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They each of the actors have their own process. Yeah. And I'm trying to get to know them. I'm trying to get my own process as a director. I'm experimenting. I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. But um, so I will rehearse the scene a little bit. I, I, I'm getting to the point where, again, I was more at the beginning kind of like, this is exactly what I want you to do. And I think this week I'm going to do a lot more of like, you know the character now. You know what I like. You know what this movie is. What do you want to do? Kind of start with that. Right. And then hone the performance as opposed to sort of 
help come up with it from the beginning in a way. And I'm really excited about that. But anyway, so I'll have that performance. We'll figure out some of the blocking. We'll figure out some of the stuff. Then I sort of bring in Christian and my AD and I sort of show them what's going to happen. They watch it. And then ideally, again, this is not how it's always gone, but then I, ideally what happens is um, I they sort of translate some of that information. And so Christian will say, okay, great. We need the dolly. We need this blah, blah, blah equipment. We're going to have the lens at this focal line, you know. And then he goes to the gaffer who's in charge of lighting, and he says, I want – this is what's so crazy, John. Yeah. Christian will go to Brian, who's an amazing gaffer, and he'll say three unintelligible sentences, and then – Brian and five other people immediately go to work and work for 15 to 25 minutes very independently and get it right. Mm. And I'm like, he just communicated 15 to 30 minutes of work for five people. He communicated everything that needs to be done in like under 60 seconds. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it. You know, but there's just like shorthand. There's shorthand, there's there's efficient, like, because Brian then translates to different people. He just said, like, Bush did 9-11, and they all ran into action. <laughs> exactly. No, he's like, we're going to be shooting here, and we need that to be lit, blah, 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 blah. And then, boom, they know what that means. Right. And it's just so, so far above my head. Anyway, so that's been fun to see that. Yeah. And that's kind of true of every department. Um, but, you know, because Tara and I are production designing, which I don't regret at all, but man, it's hard. You know, we have an amazing two art directors that are helping us, but like we are definitely production designing still. So, um, we're, we're, we're coming up with a pseudonym. I think we're going to go with, um, a combo of our names. Mm. Um, Ansley Andrews. That's a good name. Yeah. It's a good name, right? I think that's going to be our pseudonym for our production designer. That would definitely, that's a, that's a, like a news anchor name. Mm, good. Yeah, I like it. It's got some gravitas. From Cincinnati, I'm Ansley Andrews, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So Ansley Andrews, because Andrews my middle name, and Ansley is Tara's last name. Um, Spoiler alert. Guys, don't harass her. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, oh, there's no way to figure out who's producing <laughs> this movie. Um, so that's And really why would fun. people suddenly harass her? Just a little I, internet joke, y'all. People are... Craig people Craig, would man. do. People would but do. part of what I'm figuring out of my own process is who talks to who about what. Mm-hmm. Because there are some sets, especially bigger ones, where the director talks to the AD and the AD talks to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are like, you know what I mean? Because there's all this transfer of, of, of information and stuff like that. So my AD and I are kind of figuring out like, which conversations do you want to have because you think they're important and which ones do you not want to have because you think they're important but maybe so important that they need to be more dedicated with somebody who has more time. You know, yeah. there's a million different variables and we're sorting through all of those. But, dude, it's been so fun. Yeah. It's been so – it's been a dream. And I've seen videos. I've seen pictures. It looks like a hoot. Yeah. There's some other stuff that I'm trying out. Like um, I have a – I call it my go bag. Uh-oh. It's a – it's a red toolbox, tool bag. Full of cocaine. Yes. <laughs> Just shove my face. <laughs> no, I, um, it's my attempt to sort of remove unnecessary variables from my overwhelmed brain, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm going to walk you through it real quick. Boom. I get made fun of a lot yeah. on set for this, but I don't care. Lightheartedly it, it or make a sincerely? Movie. Yeah, no, lightheartedly. Um, because people just think I'm a little bit of a dork, but I'm like, I You're don't You're not care. getting bullied, are you, son? when you put it like that of course the right answer is no okay all right um no i have a i have a screwdriver Uh with a phillips head and a flathead i have about four pens plus several markers because you just never know um and i've actually used them a lot i have my leatherman tool 
I have some um, sage for burning. I have tea. I have a toothbrush and toothpaste, which I've used multiple times. I, I have my sunglasses. I have a bottle of Airborne. Mm. I have my Paxil, which I take for my anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have a pair of, um, which uh, I have a pair of extra underwear and a pair of extra socks because sometimes they get sweaty okay. and annoys me. All right. I have a pocket knife. I have a couple of things that I like to play with, kind of like like um, a fidget spinner, sort of. Yes, exactly that kind of stuff. I have an extra notebook. I have um, my surveillance, which is basically what you call the earpiece for the walkie-talkies. Oh, dude. I also have, speaking of things that people think are weird. Yeah. So there's always like production channel one. Production is usually on channel one, and that's just kind of like where everybody's talking to each other as necessary. On and the talkies. Like, hey, go to channel, f-. yeah, they're like, go to channel six or whatever to like have a private, com- you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so I like to be able to communicate with people, uh-huh. which normally directors are not on walkie. But I was like, I want to be on walkie. So I am on walkie, and I have my own channel, channel three. Mm. And I call it Zay's Bird Nest. Uh-oh. And on channel three, you might find anything ranging from, well, it's it's A, how I can be found. Um, because I like to wander, you know? Mm. And I don't like people, like, following me necessarily. Because sometimes I just need to clear my head. So I'll just, like, go lay in Bruna, Bruna's hair and makeup closet. Mm. And I'll just kind of lay on the floor in there and sort of meditate when I have, like, five minutes. And then if I know have my... Have you cried in the Ebel Club? I've come close, man. Yeah? In the last five days? You know, John, I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. I thought about this a lot last night. Uh-huh. No, Friday night. I was so exhausted. It, it, it sort of crystallized a little bit. I have been thinking about this a lot in therapy i've been thinking about it a lot just on my own mm-hmm. i haven't cried for real for real in a very very long time yeah like i've like allowed some tears to seep out mm-hmm. at a few times but like i haven't wept mm. in at least a decade whoa which i think i mean i can't remember that seems crazy um that can't be true i I don't know, dude. I have a really hard time crying. Whoa. I, I have a weird relationship with emotions hmm. that I'm working on. But I feel, for better or worse, I feel some sort of catharsis coming. And Look out. And it's scary, man. I'm a little worried. Not that I'm going to like have a breakdown, but I'm just worried that 10 years of tears are going to just start pouring yeah. out of me at some point. It's going to be weird. There was a fake uh, SNL ad for Annuel. It was a, a type of birth control, and you'd only get your period once every year. But but the <laughs> That's li- a real thing, isn't it? I think it, it is, actually. But the, the <laughs> line- terrible. Tina Fey was in it, and the line is like, uh, you only get your period once a year, but when you do, look out. You know, and it shows her, like, losing her shit. <laughs> Yeah. Is this about to happen to you, man? A decade of tears. I could see, you know, I, I, I this is one of my favorite stories. Your brother-in-law, Nate Drexler, uh-huh. came to watch me play in my Little League championship. He just happened to be in town yeah. in Baltimore okay. when this was going on. My Little League championship. And we won. And I started weeping. Ooh. <laughs> and I feel like we need to have Uncle Nate come on and tell the story yeah. one time. But I'm pretty sure that he asked me why I was crying. And... I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm crying. He's like, I think, or I think I said something like, I'm. I was gonna cry whether we won or lost. Yeah. And I feel that way about rollers. Like, I think there's a good chance that. Well, dude, not to get I too. See, dude, I see that with my kids. I see that with my yeah. kids. There's a lot. Like, um, if they have to do something really stressful, they will do it 
and then they will cry after every single time. Like one of my sons mm. does piano performances. He'll go up there like a boss. He'll do an A-plus job. He'll walk back to me and then put his head down and cry and cry. Dude. That's a lot of build I up. really think, I think that's going to happen, man. Yeah, I think that's okay. There's a good chance that like at the end of this movie, I'm going to need like four days to just lay in my bed and not move and cry. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to just go ahead and assume that that's going to happen. I keep feeling this temptation to put less of myself into this project, mm. but I'm so close and I just keep seeing how much, how many, how, with the results that it yields for me to throw myself in head first. Mm -hmm. And I'm just committing to it, man. I'm just going to keep doubling down. Um, even just like the stuff I get in trouble for is like, I'm just asking these actors to be so silly right. and self-deprecating and I can't do that without doing it myself, yeah. you know? And so like when I'm asking them to dance awkwardly in front of 25 people, I just keep trying to be the first one to do it. Right. You know, I just always want to be the first one to make a fool of myself. Right. I always want to be the first one to sit on the floor and get deep with someone so that they know that right. this is a safe place to do that. And I, and I hope that's helping, you know, but, and that's not specifically what's getting me in trouble or anything, but like there are certain times where like, I'll just kind of like, you know, do something that's not super safe or whatever. Cause I'm just, <laughs> Not not actually unsafe, like in reality, but compared to stop sharing needles with those drug abusers. Eh? No, exactly. No, but it's more like stuff that's not actually unsafe in real life, but in movie world is unsafe. In movie world, falling is a stunt, and you don't do that. Mm -hmm. You don't ask actors to fall because there's liability issues. Because the truth is, like as Tara has pointed out, I can't direct a movie from a body cast. <laughs> um, and so there's a lot of, and so everyone else, you know, because at the, 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 the overarching narrative right now, John, I think mm. is that this movie, every day that goes by, this movie is increasingly not mine. Mm -hmm. It's increasingly, it increasingly belongs to everyone else who's helping me. Mm -hmm. And that is why I feel confident that at a certain point, I'm going to hand off this baton and I just keep having this vision of this like race and I'm running this race and I've been running it for a really long time. Like I'm kind of like Forrest Gumping it mm -hmm. a little bit right now. I'm like, I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I'm just going to run. And then like a couple people join in and now that number is a lot bigger. And hmm. at a certain point, I feel like I'm probably going to just die and they're just going to kind of keep running. That's a little bit like I keep having this vision. Like I kind of just don't want to leave anything on the field, mm. which scares the living shit out of me, dude. Cause I am so tired, but I am so close to being done with this. And like, if I can just make it through the next three weeks, then I can take a break, you know, but man, I don't know, man. It's been cool. Is so, there a is there any fear? The first week of shooting is like amazing frequently and it's fun and then you get into the more tedious or like difficult stuff and in a week and a half everyone's ready to kill each other. I think that's often the case. I think sometimes the week of shooting is a disaster actually. Mm -hmm. And then you make it up and there's a lot of different scenarios. I don't know that the first week of shooting is usually expected to be smooth right and so the fact that it was is great but but part of what i'm doing is like i'm committing i committed from the before we started 
that no matter how smooth it is, I'm going to push us. I'm not going to coast, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like, and, and I actually wrote the cast this big, long email on Thursday night. And I was like, look, this week was great. Thank you. You know, like, thank you for all like throwing yourselves into it. And I was like, I think it's going to get easier in some ways, but I was like, I'm urging all of you to push yourselves and to push me and, and accept me pushing you back as well. Because the fact that we are already in this much of a groove means if we really, really, really fight, we could achieve something that's usually very, very difficult, borderline impossible. Mm. Because you usually spend so much time just getting in the groove that like, by the time you're in the groove, it's over. And I'm kind of like, guys, something's working about this. Let's see how deep we can dig. You know, Mm -hmm. we got three more weeks. In four days, we went from never knowing anybody, none of us knowing each other, except for a handful of people, to being buds and knowing how to work with each other, which means we've got 15 more days to just absolutely suck the fucking life out of every frame of this movie Mm. and just destroy every shot and every performance and every moment we have the potential to think through every single thing that's going to end up on screen and make sure that every single second of the movie is intentional. And that's a gift that very few filmmakers ever, ever have. And so I'm kind of like, let's not waste that. You're going to be a really unconventional dad at bring your dad to, uh, bring your dad, your, <laughs> what, do, what do they call that? <laughs> bring your dad to school, bring, bring your kid to work. No, day. no, the opposite. When you career day, when you go in there, you're like, suck the marrow out of every frame, baby. <laughs> um, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying, though. No, no, it's I'm, great. I'm believing. I'm trying to believe in the impossible a little that bit. That intensity you know? is is good, and it, and it should translate. So, Zay, mm-hmm. uh, two quick things, because we mm-hmm. – um, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Your oh Los Angeles Rams are playing mm-hmm. my New England Patriots. No, they're not my New England Patriots, <laughs> but – Somebody mentioned the Patriots in church today and my kids who have never seen a professional sports game because neither have I, but they know we (laughs) you've never watched a single game. Probably not, but they (laughs) not from start to finish. That's for damn sure. But I'm trying to imagine that being possible. Some of the Super Bowl. I couldn't give a rip, but we did see CBS Sunday morning one time and Tom Brady was on and he was like, this is how you throw football. You put your elbow where you want to throw it and then you throw it. And so I take my kids out. We throw mm. the ball because I'm not an animal. I don't want them to be, you know, troglodytes or whatever. Uh, so we always say Tom Brady, and we point the elbow, and we throw it, and it actually works, dude. Tom Brady knows what he's talking about, obviously. I believe But it. somebody mentioned Tom Brady in church today, and both of my kids went, woo! <laughs> Even though they, they have <laughs> no clue what he looks like, who he is, anything. Um, awesome. But the Super Bowl, so we got to wrap this up. But I have two things. Thing one, um, you guys are having a crowd shot, like a open thing on what day? February 7th. February 7th. Lil Johnny Schimpf is going to be there, baby. No, you're not. I'm coming, baby. Yeah! Woo! I'm coming, baby. You are? I'm coming. Oh, yes! I was doing the math in my head, and I'm like, uh, come on, dude. My homeboy's doing his first big movie. I'm looking at the flights out of Chattanooga. They're like 200 bucks, dude. So Fuck yeah, I dude. got my homeboy, my one of my best friends from childhood, 
lives 10 minutes from where you live. He's going to put me up. going to sleep with him. going to come over. Dude. See you firsthand. See the whole process. Super excited. Can't wait. Wow. I couldn't miss it, my dude, for sure. Wow. That is if it's okay with you. I don't want to stress you out. John, don't fuck with me. All right. Come on. Well, then it's a go. We're talking three days, dude. I'm going to leave on the 6th. Dang, dude. No, man, that means a lot. Oh, I I would not miss it. So some No, John, seriously, seriously though. That's like You know, dude, you know what's funny? <clears throat> I um I'm dude, I'm you know I'm mystic. I'm so mystical. Yeah. I'm a I'm I'm weird, man. I I I don't know, man. I don't know what I exactly what I believe all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm just really open-minded. But Have you heard of Heaven's Gate? No. What, oh. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I have had Two, I've gotten two very weirdly meaningful fortunes hmm. in fortune cookies, mm-hmm. which I know how ridiculous this sounds. I, I know it's not lost on me, but we went to a restaurant mm-hmm. recently. John, first of all, dude, I am so, so honored that you're going to come out here. Seriously. Come on. I can't wait. No, 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 no. Seriously, John, dude. Seriously. Well, first of all, this is huge. I mean, we've done this podcast for six months together. Um, you brought me out there last time, and I just, it's its a no-brainer, dude. Like, of course, I wanted to do it. I know, I but- Talk to him. I mean, if I were a single guy, I it wouldn't even have been a thought. But I have a family, so I, you know, we talked it over, and it was like, really, the issue is like my poor wife having to stay here with my two maniac kids. <laughs> sure. But she was like, of course. Um and then I looked at tickets, and they were cheap, and it was a, it was a done deal, my dude. It's awesome. No, I I know, I know, I know, I know. It's gonna be and it's gonna be fun for you. I don't think you're gonna no, regret no, it. No. I'm just letting you know it means a lot. Good. Well, yeah. This whole process has been a dream for me. Like, and I, I mean that. Like, it's been fun. It's been so great. Mm. Uh, I'm so excited to see you in in uh, in what's the word? Uh, action. In, in action. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, I mean, in process, like you know doing what your thing, do, I'm serious. Like, I can't wait to see that club because I saw it before and I've been thinking a lot about this. Like, I've seen, I met Johnny, who's in the movie, the main guy. Yep. I feel like I know a lot about it. I read the script a gazillion times. I feel like I know so right. much about it. And then I started seeing stills and it was this really bizarre experience of um, mm. putting faces to people that I've read in the, mm. and just seeing like, dude, the look is sick. It looks awesome. Even just from like Instagram and stuff, yeah, I'm so excited to see you in person. But what were the fortunes? You were about to tell me the fortunes. Oh, I'm so excited for you to come, man. Oh, John, man, what a gift! Ah, oh, I'm just so glad I get to share this with you. Same, you know, dude. Like, this process, like going through it, has been really fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, whatever. But let's not get sidetracked. The fortunes. Okay. Before I forget, uh, really quick. On that, I want to do a debrief episode while you're here because I loved our last in-person episode. And I, more specifically, I want to do a debrief episode where we have a seriously open conversation about what you saw mm-hmm. on set. And I mean more specifically, like, I would love and and honestly, like, crave your sort of, like, feedback about just whatever you see, mm-hmm. you know, like your brother-in-law, John was here this weekend and we, we talked a lot and it was just, man, it's just so encouraging to like 
get feedback from smart people who aren't familiar with the film industry mm-hmm. because it's both encouraging because it's like, oh yeah, this is weird and I have developed a skill set and that's cool. But then there's also things where it's like smart people see things and I'm excited to sort of see if you're like when pushed, cause I know I will have to push you a little bit, but when pushed, if you can kind of come up with anything where you're like, yeah, that felt weird. You know, like you're like that scene. I also felt like that wasn't working or whatever. We'll find I mean, it. Shut down the bird's nest. Zay's bird. John, we're going to light the fucking bird's <laughs> nest up, baby. My real goal. Right now, I can hear all the way from Chattanooga. I can hear Tara in Los Angeles just went hand to forehead. Yeah, exactly. No, I'll go on channel one, John, when I have a little break. I'll go on channel one where everybody is. And I'll be like, uh, Zay's going to be broadcasting on the bird's nest <laughs> channel three. And then I'll go on channel three and I'll be like, I'll be like, welcome to the bird's nest. Uh, and I'll have nothing to yeah. say. <laughs> And I'm just waiting for people to actually start tuning in because I'm always talking about how I want to offer dating advice and stuff yeah, or like financial help or whatever, but very few people take me up on it. But I'm going to start, I've been interviewing crew and stuff. Anyway, okay, I'm going to tell you my fortunes Mm. to wrap it up. Yes. It's funny, dude. I was going to tell you about these fortunes anyway, and then yours just made it even weirder. Your, your, Your update. Okay, the first fortune I got, I was at a restaurant called P.F. Chang's. Yeah. I worked at P.F. Chang's. It was one of my first real jobs. I worked there for three years in high school. It, 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 it means weirdly a lot to me as a place, partly because the food is actually good and partly because I learned so much about working and organization. And I mean, restaurants are complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, like to, to properly run a restaurant, you have to be extremely skilled and you have to, I mean, this restaurant had, I don't know, maybe 65, 70 tables, like, There were so many people eating so much food and all of it was made fresh and all that kind of stuff. So I was always like right in the middle of that. And Mm. I learned a lot. So PF Chang's is a meaningful place. Hadn't been back in years. We're out here. We're going out. We're celebrating some small thing with our friends Bryce and Kate. Bryce is an EP on the movie. And I get a fortune. I'm going to go grab it real quick because I kept it. One sec. Shout out to Bryce. Okay. I get this fortune. I'm gearing up to direct the movie. This is like it towards the end of December. I think it was like the 22nd or something. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm leading into January and all this kind of stuff. I get this fortune that says this month, your expectations are reasonable and will be met. What? Simple, right? But it meant a lot to me, dude. I kept it. And I think I'm going to frame it because it's like almost good advice. Exactly. It was like, you want to make a good movie. Yeah. You've worked your tail off that making a good movie is Considering the work that has been put into it, considering the people that are behind it, considering all of that, like, that's a reasonable expectation, you know? And I took it as, like, a promise, not that I'm going to, like, be wildly successful, but that I might make it out of this, yeah. you know? Yeah, And um, and then, John, last night I had some banging Chinese food with your brother-in-law, John Drexler. Oh, he was still there as of last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just left this morning. We had a wonderful time, and... um. You know, he, he he's kind of an organization guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves systems, and he works at a startup, and he's he's the chief of staff for the CEO. Like, his whole job is just understanding how this business works and helping the CEO run it. Mm. And it was fun having him on set because he just is obsessive about processes and organization. He and is German. Management and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And um, he was saying, this was, his, this was his description of the set. He said, it felt like I was living standing in the middle of an Aaron Sorkin movie mm. because he's like, there's all these smart professionals running around saying three words to each other and then running off and working and everybody like, there's no time to F around. Like everybody's just like knows what to do. 
they're whipping past their own walkie. They're like, you know, and, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I never think about it that way, but like it is a little bit like that. Like it, it, like I said, like everybody kind of knows their job. But anyway. he did not mean that as a compliment because he'd rather be in a Lenny Riefenstahl movie. <laughs> that is a deep cut callback, baby. <laughs> Anyone who gets that joke automatically ding, ding, gets ding. a special thanks in the end of this podcast. <laughs> I got a new fortune last night. Um, sitting with your cousin John, your brother-in-law John, yeah. my cousin, and we had this amazing food. I'm gonna get it for you when we go. There's this place called the Oak Tree Inn, Ooh. and it's this traditional kind of Chinese place, and they make amazing seafood. It's so good, and we got the walnut shrimp, Ooh. and the shrimp are so perfectly fried, and they're kind of sweet but not that sweet, and they're so good and big, and mm. then they do these crispy, crunchy, unbelievably crunchy, lightly candied walnuts. Ooh. And John, I swear, if you put one of these walnuts on a shrimp and just eat the whole thing, yeah. it is a top 50 culinary experience that I've ever huh. had in my entire life. Like it's, John flipped his shit too. It's amazing. So we'll do that. But anyway, I get a fortune cookie at the end of this thing. And I'm already looking forward to the fortune cookies because I've been to this place before and the fortune cookies are actually delicious. Crack the fortune open. The fortune says, enjoy the good luck that your companion will bring you. Mm. A companion will bring mm. you. And I took it to mean John, mm. and I do think that there was some goodness of John Drexler coming, mm. but I think maybe it was referring to you, baby. Oh, get ready for the real fortune. I took it as like a, a person, the way I read it is that like a person that you trust, that you can rely on, that you're interested in sort of sharing this experience with. And I'm not just backloading all of this. That's like how I read it. I was I like- I got you. You know I what I'm saying? That. I was like, somebody that I like having around is going to, you know, and I, again, I was like, I guess that means John, but like now I get, it has a double meaning. It can also, I'm yeah. I'm excited that, you, that you're coming. Dude, I'm so pumped. I can't wait to see you. It's in three short days. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I think. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I don't know when I'll get in there, but. Um, I'm living in such a weird vortex right now, dude, yeah. but that makes me so excited. Yeah, dude. Oh, John, I'm so pumped, man. We can watch some scenes together. Oh, I might have had a heart attack, dude. I love people visiting because if I can accommodate you, and and it's not like this chaotic, we're shooting in like a teeny tiny apartment in the middle of New York City. Like we're basically shooting at a studio, which is part of the fun of this whole thing. Like there's space. There's plenty of room for you to hang. Yeah. Um, And so a few people have been like, hey, I really want to come visit, but I don't want to mess you up. And I'm like, no, like people visiting is so life-giving to me because it reminds me that this is cool. You know, like oh, yeah. it's weird, man. You spend enough time around professionals in any field and you just kind of start forgetting that what you're doing is pretty special. And then when you get to bring somebody who's not familiar with it in and they look at it with fresh eyes, you're like, oh yeah, this is weird. Yeah, You know, this is a crazy thing that we're doing here. And it's a special experience that I'm excited to share with you, you know, and other people too. So, um, I don't know, man. No, it's, it's so it's exciting. To, it, it, it gives me energy to think about that. Yeah. I, I keep having to remind myself that like the goal of this is to make a movie that will exist, that I can show people and I can share it with people. Yeah. You know, like I, you get so wrapped up in the craft of it that at a certain point I'm like, this movie is just today. Like I just have to get through today. And I felt like that for months in a way. 
And now I'm finally getting to the point. I mean, today, literally today, in a few hours, two hours to be exact, I will get to watch actual edited scenes of this movie. That's crazy. With the people that I'm making it with. And I'm just so glad. I don't know, man. I'm so thankful for a lot of things. And I'm partly thankful that we started this podcast so long ago Mm. because I couldn't start it now. You know, like we couldn't jump into it. No way. Because you know how much work it took. Yeah. It took us months to get in a groove and so much editing and so much all that. And now we're finally like at a point where we can kind of cruise. And I'm so glad because this is the good stuff. You know, like this is the part that people have been waiting for and downloads are up and people seem excited. And I'm just so glad that we already have established our rapport and already established. Time to monetize to baby. Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. All right. Should we do some? I want to do some closing credits. Let's do it. I haven't done oh, the credits in a while. Do it. Because if you don't do it, I'll do robot edits. I'm going to make you do a real one. Okay. Point, but I'm not going to worry about it now. Um, On a real tip, I got it. My family's in the car waiting for me. I got to run, dude. Oh, shit. We're going to go okay. watch the Super I'm just Bowl at Jim and Sarah's. I'm going to do the credits go, really go quick. What is episode? Today's episode is what? 37. <clears throat> is that right? Holy no. shit. Yeah, this is episode 37 brought to you by Mama Bear Studios, produced by John and Zay. Woo. Yeah, baby. This is a story about rollers. That's all I got. Opening music, I don't know what John's going to pick. Ooh. Closing music, who the hell knows? It's probably going to be great. We're going to do one next week, though, because John is going to be here. Oh, baby. So do not miss next week's episode, guys, because honestly, John, just to wrap it all up. Yeah. I have every faith I have every belief and, and, and feeling of faith and peace in a way that like week two is probably gonna be better than week one. Yeah. And I really think week three is gonna be better than week two. And I feel like week four could somehow end up being better than week three. And I'm saying that in part because that progression held true from Monday through Friday of this week. And I know exactly why, which gives me hope that I can actually kind of like systematize it so lots ahead thank you so much for for coming dude dude Man, i can't wait excited. i'm so okay. excited love you to the moon i'm glad this is going as well as it seems to be and i can't yep. wait to see it in person okay sweet have fun at the super bowl oh go los angeles rams and or patriots yay i guess spend my days with a woman unkind smoke my stuff and drink all my life Made up my mind to make a new start Going to California with an aching in my heart Someone told me there's a girl out there With love in her eyes and flowers